Greetings, barbecue family. Happy <laughs> Friday. Today is January 26, 2024. I'm joined today by my lovely wife, Janine. We're here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and we are also being helped out by our, um, what do you call it? Uh, moderator by our moderator our, daughter our producer our producer moderator Aaron who's moderating from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo learn by doing that's, <laughs> that's <right>. their motto <laughs> all right so how's, how's it going yeah I'm happy to be here I'm it's been a long week so getting to sit next to you for an hour or so is that's a highlight yeah yeah you know, happy to be here. Definitely had a kind of a, a tough, tough work week. Lots of challenging issues. Always good to be able to cap off the week and get the weekend started with another, another live episode of our podcast. So I'd like to thank everyone who's tuning in. If you're tuning in live from YouTube or Facebook or even Twitter, tonight we're uh, also streaming live from Twitter. And then if you're joining us with the replay, thank you as well. We appreciate your support. You can always tune in to us anytime you're ready on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you listen to your podcast, your favorite podcast players. So today we're we're going to do something different. I thought mm -hmm. since it's the last Friday of the month uh, that we would do kind of like a, a Q&A. So instead mm -hmm. of coming with a pre-prepared topic and doing it that way, I thought maybe on the last Friday of the month, what we would do is to make sure that we're mm -hmm. hearing the issues and the questions about barbecue that our viewers are most interested in and we'd open it up. So yeah. if you have any burning questions or just any questions in general about barbecue that you'd like to ask, definitely we want this to be interactive. So please join in the chat. Mm -hmm. Let us know where you're where you're watching us from and share your questions let us know what you'd like us to address maybe we have a question that you have that we can answer and if we can't answer mm -hmm. we'll try our best at some point to look it up and get that get that information back out to you guys so definitely wanted to do that yeah, when you were kind of floating this idea, in my mind, I thought, oh, it's kind of like an open mic Friday. <laughs> so it'll be kind of good to, I don't know, loosen it up a little bit. So I'm excited. So I don't know. I don't know, Aaron, if we've gotten any questions so far. If not, maybe we can just kind of freestyle wing it until we do get yeah, some questions absolutely. coming in. I don't know, Janine, if you had anything that you wanted to kick us off with. I wanted to discuss the pressing need for, for a pork belly. I uh, was trying to sneak in and get it from the store so that I could slide it over to you so you could kind of work your magic, and I just ran out of time. So I will try tomorrow, I think, and just see if I can get what I need. I would really have a taste for it. Well, I think actually after we finish <laughs> filming this, uh, this episode, we probably need to run out tonight okay. you yeah, know, yeah. and see if we can find, sure. uh, find a pork belly. Yeah. yeah, you had hinted that that's mm -hmm. what you wanted. So basically mm -hmm. for the next 
the next uh, video that we're going to shoot, yeah. um, I reached out to a company called, I think it's called Smoking Pellets. Mm. I think I, I want to make sure I'm saying that right. I think it's called, yeah, Smoking Pellets, mm -hmm. I think is the name of the company. Now, what state do they hail from? Where are they from? So, what's interesting, when, well, okay, so I reached out to them because they popped up on my social media, you oh, know, okay. advertising. And what's interesting about them is that their pellets, they aren't really pellets. They're not oh. made from like compressed what? sawdust, you okay. know, like traditional pellets oh. are. Instead, they basically focus on making pecan. It, it's a pe what they call it's like a pecan pellet, but it's made from the pecan shells. Oh, that's cool. So it's 100% authentic pecan. It's kind of like organic when you think about it. Organic. Yeah. And it's just strictly from the shells. So I reached out to them and asked them if mm -hmm. they would be willing to send me a sample. Cool. And they readily agreed. So they sent me a small box. And I'm going to, I want to do a video. I'm going to do a comparison comparing like the smoke flavor of, okay. you know, their pecan their pecan pellets made from the shells mm -hmm. to just a traditional pellet to see if we can tell what the okay. difference is. Huh. And what was really cool and interesting is when I was looking at the box and you know, I looked mm -hmm. at like their about the about page that talks about where they are. Mm -hmm. So they are actually located in a small town that's very familiar to me in Louisiana. Nuh uh. So they're in Mansfield, Louisiana, hey. which is a very small town, cool. maybe about 12, 13,000 people. Super small. And that's actually where my mom is from. Yeah. Which is just, I want to say Mansfield is. It's south of Shreveport. Yeah, that's where my mom's from. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's it's in that northwest corner of Louisiana. Sort of tucked away. Yep, tucked yeah. away a little bit south yeah. of, of Shreveport, in between Shreveport mm -hmm. and uh, Natchitoches, which is where my dad is from. So I just thought that was really cool, you well, know, that, that this company is, is based from there. So wait. maybe it was kind of meant to be. You know? Now, have you you've been to Mansfield, right? Oh, yeah, I've been okay. to Mansfield. Uh, I mean, come on, you, you know I've been to Mansfield. <laughs> but, okay, but I wanted to ask you, did you notice an overabundance of pecan trees? Like, no. is that what's, what it's known for? The only thing I really noticed is the trees there are really tall, mm -hmm. really skinny. Yeah. But I never took the time to bother, took the time to recognize what kind of trees okay. there are, but definitely a lot of trees. So I don't know, it must, must be pecan, must be pretty, um, you know, growing plentiful there. But no, I hmm. didn't notice, okay. take notice of it. Especially if that's what their business is based off of. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, cool. when I'm when I'm there, mostly yeah. what I'm thinking about is I'm usually there in the summertime. I, I mean, I've only been there maybe three or four times. Mm -hmm. We were last there. That's been like 10 years ago, right? At least. Maybe not quite 10 years yeah. ago, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was maybe like 2017-ish, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And what mm -hmm. I always think about is it's just so hot and humid there. <laughs> and it rained a in lot. In the summertime. <laughs> 
it didn't rain a lot, but then when it does yeah. rain, it, it's, it's a very lot. different from how the rain is in California. Yeah. There, it's like it feels like the sky opens up and the water it, it just feels like the rain is just coming down in sheets which is a lot just, <laughs> just straight down really hard so definitely really really different so yeah. looking forward to that but anyway so yeah we're going to do a video comparison comparing those pecan based pellets made from the shells with Good. traditional pellets you mentioned that you'd like to do... Oh, I want that pork belly. Pork belly, because oh I goodness. asked you, what, what should I cook? Yeah. So I want to do that tomorrow. Okay. It's going to be it's a pretty long cook, probably about five about five hours. We're going to do pork belly burnt ends. Oh, okay. I only have one pellet grill, so I have to do one batch at a time using both types of, of pellets. It's going to be an all-day thing, so we need to get that pork belly ASAP. So you mentioned something. So, you know, I'm not always the connoisseur of all the equipment you have in the backyard. So you said you only have one pellet grill. Have you thought about getting a second pellet <laughs> grill? Don't say it. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Especially, you know, it could help you. With these types of things where you're comparing and contrasting, have you thought about it at all? Are you tempted? Is there anything out there that's tempting you? Well, of course. Calling you? I've always, always got my eye on something, and I've always had my eye on the Weber smoke fire, the oh. Weber smoke fire. Okay. Of course, the uh, initial rollout of the smoke fire was oh. a disaster. That's the one where things were catching on fire down below, right? There were the... some grease, yeah. some videos out there yeah. showing some grease fires and different yeah. things like that. And you think they fixed it? And oh, are yeah, you ready Weber, to try it? They're, they're good at, at fixing their issues. And, and I know that the second version of the smoke fire corrected those issues and i think they're coming out or they've already come out with mm -hmm. the successor to the smoke fire What's i can't think of the called? name of it okay. it's something different i think it's a little bit cheaper i haven't looked closely at it but mm -hmm. there there is a successor to the smoke fire okay. but anyway to answer your question yeah i'm always looking for a used smoke fire and okay. i i did see one oh, over the holidays but, but we were know. sick well you had already you you got me the uh weber smoky mountain oh, um okay so i you know i didn't want to get carried away and we've got other other things to okay. take care of but all right anyway i'm always keeping my eye out for an opportunity all right but let's, uh, oh, wait. Oh, the Surefire. The, yeah, John says it's the Surefire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, no, there, there's a successor. But we do have a comment oh, cool. uh, that came in. So we got this question or comment. What are your favorite, number one, meats to smoke, mm. grill, direct heat, cook? I'm thinking for me, spare ribs for direct heat, mm. grilled steak, and smoked brisket. Also, spare or baby backs, what's y'all's favorites? <laughs> All right. So we got a, a couple of questions. Yeah, in within there. there. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down. Yeah. So number one. Like tease this apart. Your favorite meats to smoke. Oh. So for me, my favorite meat to smoke mm -hmm. 
right now would be beef ribs. Yes. Oh, my so God. that's my favorite. And, it, um, and I think we talked about this before. Your first couple attempts, they weren't rocking. I but. don't know why every time I bring up <laughs> that I like to do the beef ribs, you always go back to the first few attempts instead of focusing yeah, on yeah. you know the most recent attempts. Because well, I have to give my sister credit. God bless my sister. She literally said, oh, that's okay. I'm going to eat this anyway. And she did. <laughs> and she did. And she said it was good. <laughs> that's right. Without so, complaint. She did not complain. So she convinced me that to kind of continue to give you more chances to cook yeah. these ribs. And now they're just amazing. They're so, so good. So I'm I'm grateful you didn't give up. Well, yeah, no, I wasn't <laughs> going to give up. But, you know, I, I always think one of the keys is to observe, try yeah. to learn what different what didn't go right. Try to learn from your mistakes. Yes. And think about what you can do to make the mm. next cook better. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely something I did with the beef ribs. So I, yeah, I like the beef ribs mm -hmm. because you get the same flavor, taste that you get from a smoked brisket, yes. especially the fatty yeah. or, or the point, but with a little less time. Mm -hmm. uh, so a little bit easier. So the beef ribs are my favorite thing to smoke. Now, let's see, favorite meat to grill, mm. I think that would be steak. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I like to, yeah. I like to do a reverse reverse sear steak. Well, and we don't like all the same steaks. Like, you and Aaron like the filet mignon. It's not my favorite cut. I'm a more of a ribeye kind of a girl. Yeah. It kind of works for all of us. Yeah, so steak's definitely for grilling, but mm -hmm. yeah, I like to do reverse sear. Mm -hmm. Direct heat cook. Mm. I'm not really sure on that one because I, I, don't think I it's like ribs? to. Well, so direct heat is where you're putting the meat directly over the fire. Oh, and maybe we don't. I haven't so I don't, seen you do a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, I don't really do a lot of that. I yeah. guess it's, maybe it's, yeah. it's like hamburgers. Yeah, um, that's true. I do like to do the salmon patties. Oh, yeah. And Aaron is a big favorite of mm -hmm. the, the salmon so patties. I guess that would be the closest, huh? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's more, yeah, that's more grilling. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's just the traditional stuff. Well, there's hot some dogs, stuff. Burgers. Yeah, but you don't, you really don't grill a lot of hot dogs. Like, I could eat like my weight in hot dogs, but they don't seem to find our the way onto well, our counter. If they find their way <laughs> into, know, the into the refrigerator and <laughs> the freezer, then I would cook them. But yeah, no, they're not top of mind. They're almost never in our house. If you buy them, I will cook them. Yeah, okay. so for sure. We're going to the store. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, thinking for me, spare yeah. ribs for direct. So I haven't tried that. I mm -hmm. haven't tried doing the spare ribs or, or doing ribs over direct heat. But you do have a preference when it comes to ribs. Even I know this too. So. But maybe I should try that though. Yeah. Yeah. Because that'd be a way to get the ribs done quicker, too. Would so. they be tougher? Not if you don't overdo it. Mm -hmm. Or dry. I, I kind of always think, like, those are the things that I think could happen. I think if okay. the cook knows, what the pit master knows what he's doing, they shouldn't be. I'm not saying that okay. the first time that I try it, that it'll come out. It won't be dry yeah. or burnt up, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you're willing to try. But yeah, that, that's something else to, uh, to right. consider. Let's do it. 
Um, and then he also asked, well, what's the favorite, spare ribs or baby backs? So I've gone back and forth on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, for a while, it was spare ribs. Yeah. I think right now I do like baby backs better. Yeah. Because they, they tend to be a little bit more meatier. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just something about when you smoke them right, the pullback from the bone just looks more, visually, yeah. it looks more impressive. And that's kind of a shallow answer, but <laughs> it just kind of looked more impressive but to me. I think it's true, though. I don't know. At least that's what you had me hunt down recently. So. Yeah. So right now, we're more into the baby backs. I think so. But they're both good. Mm -hmm. They're both great. And if I see a, a good deal, mm -hmm. especially at Creekstone on some spares, you know, I won't uh, reject doing some spare ribs. Cost-wise, are they about the same? Yeah, I think they usually are mm -hmm. usually are about the same. Okay, good. Yeah. I think you might have a couple more questions or at least comments. So the follow-up is, so basically hot and fast is also direct heat. Mm -hmm. So your Hunsaker would be that without the vortex, uh, nothing like fat dripping in coals. Okay, so that's a good suggestion yeah. for a way to do. Yeah to do the direct heat like and you a, have used the, the hunsaker you have used the hunsaker because isn't that the one where you well, yeah that's a drum yeah and you've hung meat you, you've done all kinds of things there so yeah, yeah. i guess i was thinking okay. of it more like literally direct heat i was thinking about it as being more where the the <laughs> meat is literally directly over the coals yeah but even like if you do it in a hunsaker mm -hmm. then there is some distance between the coals mm -hmm. and the meat and then, especially if you're hanging them. So, yeah, that's more of another way of doing yeah. it. To me, it's kind of, it, I guess you could consider it direct I so. heat. I still kind of think of that as being a little bit indirect. I see. I mean, I agree. Usually when you do smoke stuff in a drum smoker, mm -hmm. like the Hunsaker or a pit barrel cooker, you are cooking hot and fast because mm -hmm. the temperatures, the drums do tend to like to be naturally hotter than maybe what mm -hmm. you would be smoking meat, like in a Weber Smoky Mountain okay. or the, uh, the Weber. Um, now, wow, I'm getting all these names <laughs> mixed up in my head. The Weber Summit Kamado. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so yeah, 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 your temperatures are probably going to be a little bit hotter, like in a Hunsaker, oh, okay. around 300, 325, maybe even 350. Mm. When you look at it that way, I do like to, from time to time, hang my ribs yeah, in yeah, my drum. Absolutely. And we've done that, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, that's another cool way to do it. And those ribs were not baby back. Maybe. I, I, I can't remember were. if they were baby backs or if they were spare ribs. Yeah, I think they were spare. Okay, so now Chud Box and Lone Star Grills have oh. direct heat cookers that keep the fire about 24 inches from Ooh, meat. That's pretty cool. But meat sits directly over it. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Does that like catch your eye? Or are you thinking, hmm? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, well, I can't, you know, I can't get, get everything. No. I think... Um, P3AK930 recently commented on another one of the videos. Okay. Either it was either yesterday uh -huh. or the day before last, and he mentioned the Chud Box yeah. um, in, in that as well. That's one that I'm not 
I'm not familiar with the HUD box. So is this like a research thing? Because I'm kind of curious now, too. Yeah, we'll All have right. to uh, take a look and see what, what the HUD box yeah. is. That sounds good. Because I'm not familiar with that one. I think we got another comment. Yeah. Okay. Hi, oh, Kenyatta wow. and Janine. We are watching all the way from Dubai. All right. All right. I know that they're, but I think they are exactly 12 hours ahead of us. Yes. So I think that means it's 7.23 a.m. right now in Dubai. So definitely appreciate you getting up early to check us out. So the question is... Have Ooh. you considered opening up a restaurant? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, we don't have a backyard here oh, and no. can't just barbecue in the flat. Huh. We have Texas Roadhouse. Mm, okay. My sister loves this place. She loves Texas Roadhouse. She and her husband. So, And I've been there a couple times. I like it. Their bread is outstanding. But uh, I think it's worth the money. We don't have one nearby. So have I considered opening up a restaurant? So actually, that's a question that I do get. I get a lot of questions about, like, have I thought yeah. about opening up a restaurant or a food truck? Or yeah, have catering. I decided to, to cater? You've done a little bit. I mean, you've been dabbing in the catering world, you know, for, like, friends and church who kind of need some things. So... What do you think about that? I mean, was that, like... I wouldn't mind catering mm -hmm. like for events, yeah. for yeah. unique kind of one-offs. Yeah. I think I might be open to doing that. So far, yeah, um, I mostly times. have just done it, but you know, I haven't charged for it. I've just kind of done it just just because I like to barbecue mm -hmm. and just doing it as a favor. Right. But in terms of whether or not I would do that for a living. Mm -hmm. Right now, my answer would be no, mm. mainly because I know how hard work that is. It really is. It's really hard really work. Really hard. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if, if I didn't have a daughter in college. Right. And if we uh, were closer to retirement and then we could just kind of yeah. do it just for the fun of it, you know? Yeah. That would we, be really cool. Know, maybe, maybe down the road, Absolutely. maybe that could be something we could consider. Yeah. But for right now, for the time being, yeah. I, I think I would need something a little bit more more steady and yeah. more dependable in yeah. terms of, of the income. Yep. So I don't think that that's in my immediate future. But mm. I mean, I think it would be it would be, be interesting. Cool. I do envy the guys, especially mm -hmm. some of the guys that I interact with a lot yeah. on social media. One of my friends he um, has that whole setup, right? Yeah, he recently oh, yeah. Yeah. has gone full-time doing, like, pop-up events full-time. Yep. So he's gone all in. He's all in, okay. which I think is, is really cool, yeah. you know, because I'm looking at him, and he looks like he's having a blast. Yeah, well, because he's doing what he loves. Yeah, he's doing what he loves. But it's still a business. So, yeah, for me right now... I'm kind of supplementing my love for barbecue by doing this, by yeah, doing like sure. the podcast yeah. and we have the Backyard Smoke Master BBQ website. And you have your class. And then the course that we just did. Yeah. So I'm kind of going a different route, trying to see if we can make a few coins, right. you know, by selling like education yeah. and trying to help motivate people to learn how to barbecue. But also bringing new ways to bring, show them your love of barbecue, right? 
Yeah, that's kind yeah. of Yeah, and then with the videos cool. and, and everything, we're kind of dancing around <laughs> it right now. So maybe down the road, maybe that'll be in my future. That but, would be cool. But uh, right now, a little, I'm a little risk adverse <laughs> right now. So I'm you and me both. not ready to <laughs> jump in there quite yet. And then I see... Oh, preference. Now, speaking of work, I see someone that I, I used to work with. Lynn! My good friend, Lynn Freeman McIntyre, says, I would love to see you open a restaurant. So maybe, maybe someday. Yes. Maybe someday. Next, I see we have another question, ah. preference question. Oh. Wrap brisket in butcher paper or foil. Mm. Have you tried both? In which do you prefer and why? Mm -hmm. I have tried both. Early on, I would wrap my brisket in foil, and that was mostly because that was how I learned how to do it by watching other YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, but I have since learned, and, and I'm yeah. of the opinion, that wrapping in butcher paper is a better way to go because the butcher paper will better preserve the bark that you form during like the first six seven hours of your cook yeah. brisket is taking in smoke flavor all the way up until the point where it gets to around 165 to 170 internal that usually takes about six or seven hours but of course that can vary depending on the size of your brisket what temperature you're cooking at did the foil so on and so forth did the foil kind of mess not mess but like challenge your heat you, you know did it well so when like you conductor? when you wrap it in foil yeah. basically it changes the way the brisket is cooking yeah so when it's wrapped tight in foil it's no longer breathing instead it's um it's like it's uh kind of like in a in a what's the word like a pressure cooker yeah. almost when yeah. it's wrapped in in foil so it's almost like steaming a little bit yeah it's steaming yeah. It, the yeah. process it, it the yeah. cooking process turns more into like a steaming process yeah. so when you unwrap it in foil a lot of times you'll see that bark that you form just melts off right? kind of yeah it's kind yeah. of vaporized yeah. and dissolved so that's why i prefer to wrap in butcher paper yep because it does allow the brisket to continue to breathe and you're not going to lose that bark the mm -hmm. same way that you will if it's if it's wrapped in foil yep. but then having it wrapped in butcher paper because the whole purpose is to push the internal temperature of the brisket past what's called the stall yeah which is the point where the internal temperature it just looks like it's no longer cooking and you can take a really long time for it to push past the stall. Basically, the moisture on top of the brisket is kind mm -hmm. of cooling it off at the top of the surface and that's kind of slowing down the internal cooking process. This is where we get all scientific. Because <laughs> um, cooking is science, right? Well... Because is it, it art? Is it science? I guess that's a little bit of both. That's the debate. I would say there's some both science and art involved. That's right. The other option is to not do anything. Uh -huh. You don't have to wrap in butcher paper or or foil. You can opt to just push through the stall, leave it unwrapped, and just continue to, to cook mm. normally. Um, that'll of course will add over. That'll add time overall the to thing. the cook. Like because this cook is like what like 11, 12, 13 hours. Could it? Yes. How much more time could it add? 
It could make it 14, 15 Ooh. hours, but Ooh. it could be 14, 15 hours even if you wrap. Yeah, um, but then you have to rest it. So. Well, yeah. Wow. Okay, then. A good rule of thumb, depending on the weight of your brisket, mm -hmm. overall, you should probably assume like two hours for every pound of brisket. So, okay. I mean, overall, and I'm talking wow. like from the time that you light the coals, get your smoker up to temperature, especially if you're cooking on a stick burner where mm -hmm. all of this takes longer mm -hmm. to the point of actually smoking the brisket, pushing through the stall, either naturally or with foil <laughs> or butcher paper, getting the brisket up to 203 degrees or more internal mm -hmm. to make sure that it's super tender mm -hmm. and then resting the brisket because i think you should rest your brisket for at least three hours i was gonna say maybe two. more so it's two rushing it i mean you can do two okay but you know i think you yeah. know the longer you give the time the brisket mm. time to rest the more time you're allowing those mm -hmm. fibers to settle down and cool off and the payoff is when you slice into the brisket it's oh, going to be so moist really moist yeah. really juicy so moist. the more time you allow it to rest so okay. that's why i think budget at two hours for every pound yes. so you might even be looking at all full 20, 20 24 hour yeah. process to do a, a low and slow for like a 10 brisket. pound brisket well uh, like a 12 pound you 12? know 12 okay. pound brisket okay but you know there's theories on that you can also do brisket hot and fast and you can do it in a much shorter amount of time like um What's his oh, name? Yeah. The the winningest <laughs> barbecue competitor in the world. I can't think of his name. Oh. Uh, Myron Mixon. Like ah. Myron Mixon believes in doing brisket hot and fast. Yeah. If you're doing it on the Hunsake or on a drum smoker, it's not going to take as long. Can you do that, though? Absolutely. Okay. I like to do my briskets on my stick burner. Yeah, you do. So I like to do it low and slow, and it's going to take... So it's going to take that time. So I guess I would say that my two hour per pound rule is probably better. Like if you're doing it on a stick burner, okay, That's maybe reasonable. a little bit less time if you're doing it on a regular, you know, oh. a, a different type of smoker and then even less if you're doing hot and fast. So interestingly, you have a comment. Oh, yes. They sell <laughs> insulated resting bags that are amazing for overnight rest. Now, I haven't tried that, um, yeah. but that, that's a, a great tip as well. I think so. For allowing your brisket to rest. I like to use my Cambro to let, to let my briskets rest. But if you don't have a Cambro, if you don't have an insulated mm -hmm. resting bag, what you can also do is just take your regular cooler. Absolutely. And then pack your, it with towels. Your igloo yeah, cooler. Your, your igloo <laughs> cooler, whatever. It doesn't yeah. have to be an expensive cooler. Uh -uh. No. Nope. Your brisket in there and then pack it with towels. Mm -hmm. And then that also helps insulate mm -hmm. and then let that brisket rest i know you spent yep. a lot of, you spent a lot of time slaving over That's this right. brisket so you don't want to mess it up nope. by slicing into it too fast yep. and not allowing it to rest yep. so uh -huh. the next question is 
Let's see. My mother-in-law says she would love to see more seafood and vegetable barbecues in your YouTube channel. Okay. Thank you for that. That is a great, <laughs> that's a great comment and suggestion that, will, that helps to serve as a reminder. And I need to put that on my to-do list of videos to make. We've done... You do a lot of corn, yeah, and you know. Well, I don't know if that's really what she was thinking. No, I think she she wants like dedicated videos yeah. about seafood yeah. and vegetables. I've I've done a couple videos yeah. on salmon. Mm -hmm. I do have a video in my barbecue course <laughs> about it's a Creole inspired salmon recipe yeah. in the course. But I do have some recipes for like shrimp. Oh yeah. I actually just got some these new skewers. Yes. Some accessories. So I do plan to do some more videos branching out a little bit more mm -hmm. besides just doing the kind of the, the traditional meat stuff. So stick around. We're gonna work in some more videos with the seafood yeah. and veg vegetables too. That that would be good. That would be that would be good. So yeah, we have to we have to vary the um, menu of food based That's videos true. that we have on the channel. So thank you for that. Well, and I know this won't make it into a video, but I do appreciate that when you are smoking meats or whatever, and I just slip you a few potatoes, and yeah, it makes it onto the smoker and. They come out perfect so every time just keep they just they're beautiful they're just so good so i appreciate that so that's just a little cheap thing that anybody can well, do well yeah so nice. I, I have found that on my long cooks it's really easy mm -hmm. to just put some potatoes or <clears throat> corn on the cob absolutely <clears throat> as well um, yeah. to get them on the smoker side by side with with the protein yep. those are minus the smoker is already hot and it's delicious minus we'll take advantage yeah. of that heat yep. and be able to slow cook some good veggies and but it's perfect every time it's almost like it's kind of idiot proof you just kind of set it and go so yeah and but then i think veggies can be cooked also over direct heat too uh -huh. so that we can do some direct grilling with some vegetables as well so it's like a challenge yeah yeah that'll be good okay this is from Erin, so she's yeah. posting as Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue, and she says, more fish for <laughs> when I get back home, please. Yeah, okay. so that's Erin's Aaron's favorite. She would say that her favorite yeah. thing that I do that she likes is when I do salmon. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's not my favorite fish, but I understand why you two love it. It's just well, Salmon's good for you. I know it's good for you, but it isn't my favorite fish protein sorry well i do have a good, good recipe for catfish yes that's one of my favorites now you're talking keep talking <laughs> all right <laughs> so yeah we'll have to uh, we'll have to make a running a running list yes uh, for all of the all of the suggestions that would be good the theme of tonight's mm -hmm. show, again, was Q&A, get your burning questions 
answered. So in theme with that, I would like to mention that on our website, mm -hmm. we do have a feature where you can ask Kenyatta a question anytime, 24-7. I don't have to be there live to answer it, but the, the website, you put in the information that you want and you'll get an answer. So we have a video to show you just how easy it is that you can access it the feature at backyardsmokemaster.com slash ask. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't remember that address, just go to the website yeah. and look for the, there's a chat bot, like a chat icon up in the corner that you can click on. And, uh, you know, that's exactly how you can ask the question. So let's see, Aaron, can you run the video or do you need me to run it? And then... Another cool thing about the website is we have a new feature on there called Ask Kenyatta. And basically when you go to the website, there's a orange chat icon up in the upper right hand corner. And you can type in a question like, how do you smoke baby back ribs? And you just share a little information, your name, your email address, and then within seconds, you will get step-by-step -step instructions on how to smoke baby back ribs. And you know, that'll appear right on the screen for you. Um, so it's a really cool feature. Um, it's got a lot of information about barbecue, so check it out. So it's a really cool feature, really easy to use. Full transparency, you know, when you put your name and email address in, it just adds you to my email newsletter list. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything nefarious with your information, not selling it or doing anything yep. like that. We're just trying to, to grow our email list. Um, so that that's all it is. But you can ask for recipes. You can ask for maybe some advice about different grills or smokers so it's a pretty good feature to check out all right i think we have another question yeah, okay okay binder or no binder on ribs and briskets membrane off or on oh. what are y'all's preferences so generally i'm most of the time i'm gonna use a binder just because it helps whatever the rub is stick you know, that's all. So a binder is like mustard, mayo, yeah. you know, honey. What, what's a binder? Not so much honey, okay. but a binder, yeah, it can be mustard, mayo. Mm -hmm. It could be Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it could be uh, olive oil. Oh, yes. Olive you know. oil could work. Yeah, it okay. could be pretty much just about okay. anything. The, the misconception, oh, I think. What about that spray butter? So spray butter, I would use like if I were doing ribs mm -hmm. and then midway through the cook, a lot of people like to wrap their ribs. Mm -hmm. So maybe at that point, I mm -hmm. might use spray butter, adding something else, mm -hmm. either honey, okay. brown sugar, mm. another rub or, or something like that to the process with the spray butter and then wrapping. But as far as the binder, what I was going to say is that the misconception is that the binder is going to like you're going to taste it. No. You know, and 
you're not going to taste it mm. by the time the meat goes through the whole smoking process. Like, yeah. if you use mayo or mustard. It just gets absorbed, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just going to fade Delicious. away. Yeah. I generally will use a binder. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I do, for some reason, on ribs, I do tend to go mustard. And I can't really tell you why. I just do. And mm -hmm. then, like with beef or brisket, I like to use mayo. Yeah. And it seems like you're kind of, I don't know, like I, it seems like sometimes you end up using like Dukes. That's one you like a lot, right? That mayo. I've kind of moved away from that. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. you know, I think I was listening to a lot of Malcolm Reed's <laughs> videos, How to Barbecue, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they were talking about Dukes. And yeah. I think because Dukes is prevalent it's in the in South, the right? South. It's yeah. easy to get in the South. It's not as easy to get here. I don't, like, I look in the stores, I'm like, where is it? No, nah, I've never no. seen it on mm -mm. the shelves. You have to in, order in it California. online, right? I always would have to order it. Yeah. And I've decided that that's not necessary. Yeah. Um, so now I like, as far as like what we can get here, mm -hmm. um, I, I think I'm leaning more towards best foods. Okay. I mean, it's, it's just, well, it's fat, right? I you, think you, yeah, it's fat, yeah. and I think you want something that's mm -hmm. made with, like, eggs. Yes. So don't do, like, light mayo, want. right? Like, yeah. don't cut the corners. Right, yeah, okay. you don't want it cheap, super cheap. Thinking you're cutting calories. But that's all in my head, though. I don't, no, I don't know. I, can't, I think it's I in the flavor. I no, well. I can prove it. I mean, just think about it. It's like, so the more fat you have, you're always telling me this, the more fat, the more flavor. So you would probably want mayonnaise that had, that's, has all that lovely fat. But I think you can taste it on a sandwich. Whether or not you can <laughs> taste it when you're using the mayo as, uh, a, as the binder. I would not cut that I corner. I don't know. No. I wouldn't cut it. Logically, mm -hmm. I think that makes sense, yes. but I can't. I can't prove it. I don't know. Ugh, so yeah. I'm, I'm not telling everybody to go buy the most expensive mail. I didn't say most expensive. Binder. I just said just regular mail. No, like no light, no low fat, none of that. Just regular mail. All right. <laughs> and then uh, membrane off or Ooh. on for ribs. I have an opinion on that one. I'll let you talk. All right, dog. well, let's go. What, what's your opinion? Well, I can only relate to when I used to help my dad prepare for his smokes, and it was always membrane off. Always. Like, we just, he would, he would school me on how to pull it off and pull it off in one fell swoop and don't piece it off. Just, you know, get your fingers in there and get it. <laughs> <laughs> he was so particular. Just like, and you know him, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, I definitely off all the way. All the way. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm for whatever works for you. Yeah. I try to take it off. So that's my first option would be to, to try to get the membrane off mm -hmm. on the back of the ribs. It's tough. The theory is the yeah. membrane, I mean, eventually it's going to dissolve. Yeah. It's going to cook away. But the membrane is just a layer that's in between the rub and the meat. It's like connective tissue, right? It's you got to. Well, there's, even though there's not really yeah. much meat on the back yeah. anyway, it's 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 uh it's the bone side that mm -hmm. we're talking about, just the layer that's in the way. Exactly. But like you said, sometimes that, that membrane it's hard to take oh. off, and I don't like to spend a whole lot of time fussing mm -hmm. if I'm having a difficult time to get the membrane off. 
then just get a sharp knife and score yeah. the back of the ribs. That'll help that membrane dissolve just as well. Now, so see, you can do it either way. I think if Daddy could hear you, which I'm sure he can, he's like, no, it's not the way. It's not how I taught you. <laughs> well, so you have to be practical, too. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if you can pull that membrane yeah. off, then great. Yeah. But if you're having a tough time off. with it, there's pull no it shame in getting a, a sharp knife and scoring the back of that. Pull it off. Scoring it. That, that works, too. So either, either way, this is backyard barbecue. This isn't, you know, professional. So we're just trying to do what works. Yeah. All right. We have another question from Eric. What is your favorite way to cook Ooh. brisket? Yeah. So I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Different ways in a perfect setting, my absolute favorite way, because my, my favorite mm -hmm. thing to cook on is still my offset smoker. For sure. Because it most, to me, it most replicates mm -hmm. traditional low and slow barbecue cooked with wood. Well, and when we went, like for instance, to Texas, do you remember we went to all those barbecue places? How did they cook it? Well, yeah, they, they were all being cooked on offset smokers. Yeah, massive-sized ones, huge, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, if I have the time, mm -hmm. that that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do low and slow on my stick burner, and then if I don't have time to do it on my stick burner, mm -hmm. I like to do low and slow maybe on my Weber Summit Kamado yeah. Or my new Weber Smoky Mountain, I got to try that. Yeah. But that's still low and slow. Mm -hmm. So that's still my preference. And mine. But I have done a pretty good brisket on my drum smoker. And that's going to be a little bit more hot and fast. Yeah. So you can definitely do it that way. And like I said, Myron Mixon swears by it. And he says he's won more championships than anybody doing it that way. But yeah, that's my favorite way is, is mm -hmm. low and slow on an offset. Marco agrees. Brisket right. on an offset. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then Eric says, thank you. Well, thank you, Eric. Definitely appreciate the question. Yeah. And don't be a stranger. Ask away and mm -hmm. tune in on a regular basis every Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And then we got a good friend, 2step69, says, right. hello, everyone. So thank you as well for tuning in. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, Janine, you got any any I have a question for questions? you. Okay. Wait, it's mostly for your audience. I'm curious to know what, if any, kinds of barbecue books your audience has been reading, because I try to find you good books, especially around the holidays, because I know sometimes you have a little bit more time to read. And I know that there are some really, really good pit masters coming out with books all the time. So I'm curious as to what your audience might be reading. Yeah, we'll put put the, put them in the comments. Yeah. Uh, if you do have a good uh, barbecue based book that you're yeah. you're reading right now, barbecue based. What about rubs? There's just a whole world out there that I think it'd be interesting to hear what people are reading. Eric says, "Amazing ribs books is awesome." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do have the book by Meathead. Yes. Yeah, I've got a bunch of books back there. Yeah, but yeah, I've got yeah the the Meatheads book who runs and operates the Amazing Ribs website mm -hmm. is is excellent. 
Let's see. I've got, well, you got me a few books by Aaron Franklin. That's right. So I definitely have a few of his. I haven't been able to go through all of them, but from time to time, I will look and see what the recipes are looking like. Aaron Franklin is considered the king of brisket. And he's a. It's like. It's like candy. It just melts in your mouth. It's ridiculously good. We got to eat his brisket at at the restaurant down in Austin. Waited in that that line, that line, that line. Wow. That was amazing. And he swears it's just salt and pepper. You and know. it just you you could not believe that, right? Because it I doesn't just it. taste it just tastes so perfect. Well, because I've tried to do it, you know, yeah. and I've done the salt and pepper only brisket, mm-hmm. and it, it does taste great. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've done it on the beef ribs, yeah. too. Yeah, and they and taste all, really good. all you need, just yeah. salt, salt and pepper. Now, he has Franklin Smoke and, what, Franklin Steak, and I think there's a third one, too. I can't remember the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it, though. Marco recommends Stephen Reichland's books. Oh, and okay. I, yeah, I've got that too. Of those, yeah. I think I have the digital, mm-hmm. like the, the digital version of one of Stephen Reichland's yeah. books. He's really good too. Mm-hmm. I like whenever I can catch his show. I think mm. it was coming on PBS. Uh, but I like how he'll show different types of smokers oh, okay. in action. A lot of elevated recipes, too, that, that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Stephen Reichlin is another good one. Okay. I recently picked up the book. Oh, my goodness. Why can't I think of his name? It's back there oh, on my... Can I look for you? Okay. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me tell you what you got back here. Uh, Bloodsoe. Oh, yeah. uh, Kevin, Kevin Bloodsoe, I think, Absolutely. out of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, he has a, a relatively new book out. And what I really like about his book is how he tied it to how he grew up yeah. and the influence of the, the people that he grew up around in getting him into to yeah. cooking, He's which pretty, I thought was really cool. He just seems very down to earth, you know, yeah. just real like salt, what they call those people, salt of the earth. Yeah. 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 And then Rodney Scott oh has my a good one. Yeah. Good one out. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's from South Carolina. So who's the James Beard winner? That's Rodney Scott. Okay, I thought so. I'm like, he, so, I mean, he really is amazing. And yeah. that's a, an incredible award, right? That's like the highest height. And especially even for barbecue, it's like even more amazing, right? Like, right. Really right. And amazing. Then, and then right here out of the Bay Area... And now, when I'm I'm on the podcast, I can't think of anybody's name. <laughs> uh, but his his restaurant, unfortunately, it recently burnt down. burned down yeah. in Oakland. Yeah. What is his name? We have his book too. His book is shit. All right, I'll go take a look. There, I can't, <laughs> I can't think <laughs> of his name. There it is, Horn Barbecue. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron comes through in the club. So is that Matt Horn? Matt Horn. All right. Yeah, Matt Horn. 
I think he's originally from Southern California yeah, or, so. or the Fresno area. Yeah. But really got his kind of his claim to fame yeah. here in the Bay Area. And his restaurant was popular. So. Yeah, very popular. Sad Open. to see that it that it burned down. But I think he's trying to. He's going to rebuild, right? I think so. We need. Ho hopefully, it'll be here in the Bay Area. Well, we need more restaurants in Oakland. That's for sure. Who knows where he'll put it, but. It'd be nice if he rebuilt in Oakland. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. A lot of great books out there yeah. uh, worthy of checking out. And to get a recipe or two or get some rubs, just some ideas. Because we don't want to always have to try to reinvent. We can just go to someone who's perfected it and just borrow it. <laughs> well... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I use them for, for inspiration, mm -hmm. for ideas on maybe how yeah. to do something a little bit differently yeah. or, or try something I haven't tried before. Yeah. But mostly what I like is, I, I just, I like the stories. Mm -hmm. All of these guys have different stories, different things, reasons, motivations on right. what got them Started. to really dedicate their life's work to barbecue. Definitely a, a whole lot. Now I'm, th I'm also thinking of one more. He's another big competition winner. Oh. I want to say he wears glasses. I can see his face, but I can't, so can't think of his It's name. not the slap your daddy guy, right? Slap your mama. Okay, so no, I don't. I don't know if Harry Sue. You're, you're talking about mm -hmm. Harry. Sue. I don't has know he if he has a book. A book. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he has a book. All right. But this is the person I'm thinking of would be like like a Harry Sue. Yes, there it is. You, you guys are great. <laughs> Tuffy. He's amazing. Tuffy Stone. Yeah, he, he has good a good book out yeah. too. And I. But do you have that one? I do have, I don't okay. think I have the, the hard, hard back. I think I have the digital, the digital one. Mm -hmm. He's another one that has a good book out there. Yeah. I mean, I could give you my other question. I mean, I have a few more. You, it, just let me know if you want my question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. Let's well, go. I would like to know from your listeners, where is your favorite place to go to buy a rub? Because I, you have lots of little haunts to like go and source them and try them out. And I'm curious as to where they go when they're looking for rubs to try. I think kind of universal is your local hardware store. Absolutely. Most most hardware stores do have like a barbecue section mm -hmm. and they usually do have some rubs. Of course, some are going to be bigger and better developed than others. Yeah. Ace has a very good yeah, Ace, supply. Yeah. And that's their whole mantra, right? right. Ace is what, what's the slogan? Ace is the the place. Ace is the place for yeah. your neighborhood. Something. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I, I can hear it in my head. <laughs> but you don't have to go to Amazon. You know, you can go right. places that are local. So that would be cool. I personally, my eyes were quite open when we went to Texas and uh, yeah. we went to Bucky's for the first time and it was yeah. huge. I couldn't believe how many rubs they had. It was just eye popping. Well, I mean, Bucky's is just different. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the, the 7 Eleven oh, steroids. It's so. like it's like 10 7 Elevens. It's right. not even just like one 7 Eleven. It's ridiculously crazy in there. Yeah, Bucky's is huge. 
stage <laughs> and then they just have a, a an insanely at least the one that we went to in new Braunfels, texas which is right outside of san antonio well kind of it's halfway halfway between san yeah. antonio and austin mm-hmm. they have an insanely huge barbecue section yes it was amazing <laughs> all right we got one here it says academy oh yeah online i think yeah okay. i've heard a lot for academy being okay. a good place to get rubs as well as barbecue mm-hmm. accessories as well mm-hmm. two steps says those are amazing cookbooks oh. but i learned and received all knowledge from youtube 10 years ago oh, it wow. worked out for me well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's similar to, to how I learned. When I really wanted to get into barbecue, yeah. that was where I looked. I looked to YouTube and started watching mm-hmm. other videos. And then as I got more, e- even more into it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of supplementing that with, with some good books. Well, and you kind of dabbled a little bit in with a couple of, with some lessons here and there. You've done a little bit of uh, judging, all that kind of because you could see what is true competition style and like what it's like to be under that kind of pressure as well so it's kind of nice yeah i I took harry sue's um cooking class that was like a birthday treat to myself um so i went there on my birthday good way to learn right out of his backyard and it's and that was intimate yeah it's a good way Um, to learn and then I also became a certified KCBS judge for a barbecue contest. They had a barbecue class right here in our hometown, so I decided to to get myself certified it's another good way to learn I judged a few competitions mm-hmm. it was good it was a good good way to, to see like what type of what the flavor profile yep. is on the competition circuit mm-hmm. i have to be honest i learned that that's not really for me they're trying to basically wow the judges with right. one bite right the judge you just you take one bite and then you move on to the next and they want to wow you with that bite and i didn't find that to be like aligned or realistic when you're thinking about how you cook for your friends and family in your backyard with love and it's more than one bite it's just different you know but at least you learned I did. I did. <laughs> we got some more comments. Marco says, yep, Ace Hardware. That's great. And Marco also mentions Valentina's Barbecue has oh. amazing ribs. Now, I haven't heard of that, no. the Valentina's. Is that up here? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if that's okay. if that's online or okay. if that's a local someplace. Let us know. Where is Valentina's? Exactly. That would be good it? to know. Oh, and Barbecue Pitmasters series with Myron Mixon. Excellent series. Yeah, I mean, I think think all of us guys that really kind of got into barbecue really enjoyed watching the Barbecue Pitmasters. I know that was the first time I saw Myron and Harry Sue. And and there's a woman as well, right, that was a judge. I can't remember her name. Smoky Voice. Yeah, I know who you're thinking of. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Well, I think she's a brunette. Is she brunette? Oh, okay. Or brown hair. Maybe brown. Someone will know. Yeah, someone <laughs> will know who, who, who we're talking she's about. She's amazing. Yeah. Marco says, Texas barbecue spot. Mm. Okay, so he's talking about Valentina's. Okay, it's in Texas? So it's, in te- it's a Texas barbecue spot. Okay. Yeah. I think we might want to try that. 
Well, Texas is a big place. Yeah, so I know. We don't, <laughs> so we, we can don't go back. We're talking about, you know, Houston, Houston Austin, yeah. or we don't know El where. Paso. Right. I mean, that's a yeah, quite a yeah. But we're gonna go back. Yeah, but we're not gonna be all over this day. That's okay. We just take it a little bit at a time. All right, moving on. Two <laughs> steps. Two steps. Let's see, two steps comment here. Barbecue rubs are amazing, but sometimes good barbecue, that's right, works with SPG, which is mm-hmm. salt, pepper, garlic, yep. especially on beef mm-hmm. with the pairing of the right wood. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That, that's a good, a good point. You don't have to get caught up in trying to get every rub that's true i would say i was definitely guilty of that the first few years that i was really getting into barbecue but it was kind of fun right kind of fun but yeah but then after a while you realize you can make your own rub Mm -hmm. based on the ingredients that you like and most of the basis is gonna be salt pepper garlic yeah and then the variation comes and the additional stuff that you might add. Yes. You might add brown sugar, you mm-hmm. might add chili powder, cayenne pepper to make it hotter. Yeah. That's where the variations come in. But yeah. generally, if, if all you've got is salt, pepper, and garlic... It's enough, right? That's enough. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Let's see what Raul says. Smoking my first brisket... Uh-huh. On the Oklahoma Joe Bronco this weekend, any tips? I'm thinking 250 to 300. Oh, isn't that a little high? No, no, No. that is perfectly fine. What you don't want to do is you don't want to chase temperatures. Mm. Yes, I totally agree with giving yourself a flexible range. Mm. So 250 to 300 is good. Aim for that, and maybe you'll average out at about 275 or so. That is perfectly fine. So, yeah, doing a brisket, it's going to be a long cook. Yeah. So... Pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, pace yourself. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Hopefully you have a way to sure. kind of monitor temperatures. Yeah. You talked about a lot of the probes and uh Yeah. Well, you know, even if you, I mean, if you have a wireless meat thermometer, that's mm-hmm. probably the easiest way to monitor temperatures. But even if you don't. Yeah. Just stick your head out there if you're not just sitting by the smoker. Stick your head outside mm-hmm. every now and then just to make sure, you know, that you're yeah. not getting too far away from 250 to 300. So not too high and not too low, stay in the range. Well, yeah, if you drop to like 225, 220, that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a sign that you're running out of fuel. Mm-hmm. So it might be time to, to refuel. Yeah. And then if you're getting too hot, 350, 375, then that's a sign that you need to make some adjustments to the exhaust to to get that temperature. But yeah, giving yourself a good 50 degree range, that's good. That'll help keep you sane. Because if you you try to just stay right at 250, you'll drive yourself nuts trying to to keep the temperature right there. So good luck. And uh, let us know how yeah, it goes. Tune in yeah. next week and let us yeah. know how it turned out. Maybe take some pictures <clears throat> so we can see it. Share it. So I've got the Bronco Pro, amazing cooker, 250 300, works perfect, keeps an eye out for the stall. Yeah. So that that's PK three three AK's advice. Oh. <clears throat> He's got the same setup. Yeah. He's got the Bronco Pro. Yeah. 
saying 250 to 300 is good watch for the stall so again that that's going to be that point where oh. the internal temperature of your brisket looks like it's no yeah. longer advancing so when you get to the stall that's when you make that decision are you just going to push through naturally on the stall let okay. it cook naturally or do you want to give it a crutch which mm -hmm. would be to either wrap in foil, which I don't recommend, or wrap in butcher pa paper, which I think would be the optimal approach. And you have a few videos on this whole approach, right? So maybe that would be good to uh, let him know that on your site, there's a few videos for that type of cook. Yeah, we've, yeah we've, we've done some videos on brisket. Quite a few, because <laughs> I like brisket. <laughs> Raul says, fat side up mm. or down Ooh. on the drum. Mm. So the general rule is you want your, um, the fat needs to be facing or closest to, to where it's hottest inside of your smoker. Okay. And the general rule is in a stick burner, in an offset smoker, the the hottest the hottest air is over the top mm -hmm. up at the top so you're going to go fat side up in an offset smoker and the general rule is just about everything else is fat side down I see. so that would include the drum so in a drum if you're going to follow that rule um, i would do fat side down Okay, James says, you may have a video already about making a sauce Ooh. like Marsala in cast iron pan Ooh. on PK360 as you get ready mm. to sear a nice couple of New Yorks mm. over direct, then finish in cast iron or... Or no, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> what the end of that is. Actually, you know, I don't think I uh -uh. do have a video on that. No, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of re rereading this. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe I need a video. Finishing in cast iron. I have done that. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have a few yeah. cast iron, you know. There might be a, I, I there might might be one. a video. It yeah. might, I don't know if it was on the PK, but. Mm -mm. It, it, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you had the PK then. I could um, be wrong. But yeah, that that's another way that you can definitely, you can definitely do it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kind of like, like almost like a, like a reverse sear. Mm -hmm. yeah, so in other words, it's like you, you're smoking initially, smoking the steak, getting the smoke flavor. And then at the end, finishing it off in cast iron. That's a great way to go. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people visually, they like to do the finishing off like over iron grates or something or oh. grill grates. Okay. And they're trying to get that look, right? Yeah. That steakhouse look where you see the... The lines. The, yeah, the, the hatch, cross yeah. hatches in yeah. the steak. Yeah. I know like Meathead would mm -hmm. argue that finishing like in a cast iron skillet would be a better way to go mm. because you're getting that sear across not just where those lines are that mm -hmm. cross hatch instead you're getting the sear over the entire surface of the steak yeah that's probably better right? cast iron i tend to agree with that as well mm. that actually would be the, the optimal 
way to go, even mm -hmm. though, like, for vanity's sake, you're not going to get those hatches that look all pretty for the gram. But in terms of flavor, I think cast, finishing it in a, in a cast iron skillet would be the best way to go. I agree. All right, Two Steps says, for me, the position of the brisket and fat up or down is very, is very important, knowing your hot spots as well. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. As, the, as you cook on your smoker, get to know where the hot spots are. Mm -hmm. You can use that to your advantage. And then you can also make sure that you're not necessarily cooking something faster than you thought because mm. you've got your meat in the hot spot. So that's important to know as well. Like I know in my LSG 20 by 42, mm -hmm. the hot spots initially, based on what I had researched, I thought that the hot spot was always going to be in the upper left corner. Mm -hmm. But I've also found that the right side on the upper shelf closest to the firebox also gets pretty hot at least on mine hmm. just kind of knowing those little intricacies of your smoker can also make a big difference <laughs> let's see two-step says i love me some dinosaur smoked ribs briskets on the bone yeah beef ribs mm -hmm, absolutely yep they're delicious that's my that's my favorite thing yeah. to smoke right now <laughs> and my favorite thing to eat right now <laughs> yep and then okay i think we answered this i one. think we did what do you prefer or do you prefer fat yeah. up or fat down on the drum so yeah on the drum you said down. i prefer fat down yeah and P3AK930 agrees, mm -hmm. fat down mm -hmm. on the drum is his preference. Very cool. All right. Well, I think we've worked through all of the questions. We've we been at it for almost an hour and a half. Who knew? So I would say that the uh, Q&A approach was a success. Yeah. Um, open Mic Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, Janine <laughs> calls it Open Mic Friday. But it wouldn't be a success without the feedback, the questions, the comments that we get from you guys. Mm -hmm. And I, I say it all the time in my YouTube videos that I really appreciate the feedback, the support, the comments that we get on those YouTube videos, mm -hmm. and the same for this as well. Appreciate yeah. everyone who takes, a, a even if it's just a few minutes, to say hi. That's right. Uh, tuning in to the live stream. Definitely appreciate everyone chiming in with a question, a comment, or anything. The live interaction can't beat it no, you can't, can't beat it and it, it always kind of humbles me that especially the people that to, do tune in on a regular basis yeah. appreciate the support Aww. and two steps has been one of one <laughs> of the folks that has consistently yeah. shown up so definitely appreciate it i did see your comment fat cap down I uh, saw that one, and mm. then he says, I'm loving this chat. Let's do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> and I do plan to be here again next week. Raul. Okay, wait, I'll get to that in a second. Uh -oh. Actually, no, let's get to oh. it now. All right. Oh. Let, let's, let's change it up. Oh. Let's change it up. All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. I, I did. I am kind of intentional sitting here with my 49er gear on. <laughs> Absolutely. So Raul says, let's mm. see if Purdy 
can win on Sunday. So, <laughs> so Raul says, I'm a Bronco fan, sadly. Well, yeah, for the Broncos, hopefully they can get on the same page sure. with Wilson and the coach. But yeah, as for the Niners, I'm hoping that Purdy kind of worked out the kinks because yeah. uh, he, he looked a little shaky last week there against Green Bay. I'm confident. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I think this is, I, I'd like to think this is our year. So hopefully Purdy will be all right. And I know that Debo Samuel has been cleared to play. Oh. So I think that'll make a... So he's coming back. Yeah, he'll be out there. So I think that'll make a big difference. I think so, too. Okay, two steps. Back to barbecue. says, <laughs> top that, thumbs up, bottom. Top that, oh. thumbs up. So, okay, so he's saying, I think he's definitely saying thumbs up to fat side down, mm. right? I think so. I think that's what that means. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> hope I'm interpreting that correct. He'll let us know if we if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. James says, love you, folks. Thanks for Bye. ideas. Thank you, James, for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Um, Mark says, hey, Kenyatta, are the Niners going to pull off the win on Sunday, or is this the... Is this the rapture going to uh, happen and the Detroit Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl? I know everybody is sentimentally right. pulling for Detroit. I'm not. <laughs> well, because it's their first time. I have no sentiment for Detroit. I'm sorry. Well, but it's, you know, you know if, if they weren't playing the Niners, I would be supporting Detroit as well. Because no, I you think wouldn't. it's been a good 40. Yes, I would. It'd be a good 40 <laughs> years or something. For Detroit, and they use some some winning too. But you know, just like when the Giants played Detroit in the World Series about ten years mm -hmm. ago, Detroit had to go down. Right. Same for Sunday. Right. But, I'm sorry, but it's been a long time for the Niners too. We've yeah. been close. Yeah. But we haven't won the Super Bowl since the '94 season. So and that's like, a long time like for January us. January of '95. I mean, that's yeah. almost 30 years. So it's yeah. our time. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, see, Aaron, you shouldn't have even shown that. <laughs> Let's go, Detroit. Yeah. We'll have to, I'll have to talk to Aaron about that. You got to be more. You, if you're going to moderate, you got to moderate. On, come on, producer. Yeah, <laughs> Two steps gave us some uh, laughing emojis. And James says, I'll root for the Niners just for y'all. All right. And two steps says, guys, tap the like button. Yes, yes, please do. Oh, tap, yeah. tap the like button. Absolutely. If you're not already subscribed, please. you know, go ahead and subscribe to make sure that you're really connected with mm -hmm. us. Go to the website, backyardsmokemasterbbq.com. Mm -hmm get on the newsletter to that's the best way to really stay connected and not miss out on anything so definitely do that appreciate mm -hmm. all of that aaron says i'm being impartial no <laughs> no not, not when it comes to the 49ers you can't be impartial not 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 as my kid not in this household yeah. anyway 
All right. And nice. then PK. <laughs> oh, what's on the grill? P, P3AK930. Yeah, what's on the grill for the Niner? Well, so not, nothing's nothing. going to be on the grill. Got to go. I'm, I got to just be all focused on the game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I try, to, I try to smoke stuff like Mm-mm. before the game, and then I end up feeling rushed yep. and pressured and yep. trying to get it done. So my plan is to be on the smoker tomorrow. That's so actually, right. that, that's why we got to go and see if we can find We're these going pork to the store bellies tonight. tonight. Literally. So we can do our cook tomorrow to yeah. do the pork bellies. And it's a simple recipe. So I think hopefully we'll find exactly what we need. And if we need some apple butter, we'll go check on what's in the pantry. Yeah, yeah we got. I got the list of stuff that we need. Yeah. All right. Two steps. Good night, everyone. Good Thanks night. again, Two Steps. <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah. P3AK930, appreciate you as well. Good night and heck of an open mic Friday. All again, right. Wouldn't have been this <laughs> way without you guys chiming in. So definitely appreciate it. Was it was fun. So again, thanks again. Yeah. Uh, this is Kenyatta Robinson with Janine, my lovely wife, moderated <laughs> by our outstanding daughter, Erin. That's right. Uh, signing off the backyard backyard smoke master <laughs> barbecue <laughs> podcast again tune in with again with us we'll be here again next week same time and then even if you're catching us on the replay yeah. you can get us on your favorite podcast platform on youtube on facebook and again if you can join us live even better live 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern That's time right. on facebook and YouTube. I didn't see any comments from Twitter, nope. but I guess we'll, we'll stream on Twitter too and, and get that going. Okay. And if you got friends who are into talking about barbecue, tell them about us. We'd love to have them check us out and chime in with questions and comments as well. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great weekend. Go Niners! <laughs>